1: back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lothridge Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Two guests in studio with us today will be visiting with Daphne James and Robert Freeman from the Wind Job Center. The Wind Job Center and their employment experts are important resources that provide job placement assistance, job and skill training, priority services for veterans, career counseling, and referral to other valuable services. But uh, we're going to be talking about the Job Center and taking your personal finance questions this morning. The phone number is one mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 If you're not near a phone but need a question answered, you can email money at mpbonline.org. So good morning. That hope everyone is doing well this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, anyone have any excitement uh, from the weekend they would want to share with us? Um, I bought a bunch of art.
2: Okay. That was one thing. Very um, good.
1: A friend of the family, was
2: he had been an art collector for a long time and was uh, getting rid of it so that his children wouldn't have to deal with it when he died. So uh, he just had stickers on the wall, and I just picked out what I liked, and, uh, and most of it was too expensive for me. So I focused <laughs> on the smaller pieces. But uh, that, was, that was a fun weekend. So is uh, artwork generally a good investment? No. Okay. So it's more of a personal... Absolutely. And I've actually um, spoken with some folks about this, because when you think of it as an investment, it's kind of, you know, are you willing, did you buy it in order to sell it again? Or, uh, you know, are you willing to part with it? And, and there are some folks, when you get into kind of the weird investments, uh, even stepping out of, you know, stocks and bonds into real estate uh, or something like that, you know, or buying gold or buying collectible cars or buying art, it becomes a lot more of a job. So, you know, there are people who make money buying and selling art. There are people who make money creating art. Um, there are make- people who have bought great collections and, and do kind of count that as their net worth and do sell it one day. Um, so and that's very similar to socks. It's it 's a lot harder and, and that becomes more of your more of your job and you know just like someone can hire an investment advisor to manage their stocks and bonds, people can hire a, an investment advisor of a sort to manage their artworks or their wine collections or their or their classic cars or something like that. But for most people, the reason why I say no, not an investment for most people it's not going to be investment. I bought it because it 's going to look. Quite pretty on my walls.
1: Well, and that's the thing. I guess as you sort of mentioned, if you're in it as as a business or an investment, you're you're really looking not necessarily for I enjoy this art and I think it Mm -hmm. would make my house look nicer. You're looking at this, whatever the value might be. Yeah. The other interesting thing to me, and this I always think about this when coin collecting and and stamp collecting and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It seems to me that it's it's kind of a, a relative value. I mean, it's only worth as much as someone else is willing to pay for it. Absolutely, and that's I mean
2: that's how any investment kind of goes but in those cases you know you want in something like coin collecting people often view that as a hobby and and not an investment but there are obviously people who are very serious and kind of know prices and are always you know have their eye out for that one perfect coin um, that'll fill their collection so it's a matter of you know knowing so so for coin collecting or something you know if you know what other collectors want and and you find something and you'll you'll know if you're getting a good deal and you'll know if you can sell it on. Um, But for the most part, things like that are... More of a hobby, um, more of a craft,
1: less of an investment uh, one of my f- favorite examples of something that at least when I was a child was a hobby that has become big business, and that is uh baseball uh, trading cards you know when 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 we got them, we opened the package, you know popped the bubble gum, and then you actually looked through the cards, you touched <laughs> them, you traded them, perhaps you used them as a spoke on your bicycle oh, yeah. wheel. Oh, uh, yeah. you certainly did not remove them from a the package with tweezers and put them in a hermetically sealed <laughs> thing, never to be seen again. Well, Absolutely. Uh, so it's uh, kind of interesting. Although, on the other hand, I regret that uh, I didn't just like, save at least one card or comic yeah. book or something. It's like, yeah. gosh, if only, you know, if only. my Furby, it broke and I didn't uh, do anything <laughs> with it. So. Absolutely. Uh, what about other news, uh, financial news in the news?
3: Well, the big piece of news is that the tariffs have been delayed. Okay. And that's good news, bad news. The good news is they've been delayed. The bad news is they've been delayed and we're not sure what's going to happen. So that uncertainty um, overcast on the market is not a good thing and business managers are trying to basically make decisions in the dark not knowing what these new rules will be so we're still sitting on edge waiting for that and uh, we still hold the uh, position that tariffs are taxes and that ends up costing everybody more
1: this is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. As I mentioned at the top of the hour, we're going to be talking today about the Wind Job Center. Also, looking for any personal finance questions that you have. The phone lines are open and available. The number is 1 877 MPB Ring. It's 1 672 7464. You can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. So, let me reintroduce Daphne James and Robert Freeman from the Wynn Job Center. Thank you both Good for morning. joining us today. Good, Good morning. morning,
4: and thank you for having
1: us uh, what I think i 'll do is probably most questions kind of just throw out there generally uh, if one of you has uh, the answer that 's fine if both of you want to chime in, uh, please feel free to jump in whenever you need to uh, so that we can learn more about the wind job centers so first of all I guess it's it 's part of the Mississippi Department of Employment Security. What exactly is the purpose of the wind job centers
4: wind job centers are um there to provide universal access to a number of services. Uh, Our purpose is to marry or to connect employers looking for job seekers and job seekers looking for, say, job placement assistance, job and skill training. Uh, Certainly, we provide priority service to our vets, and we also offer career counseling. And we refer to a number of other agencies, those being the Mississippi Department of Rehab Services, the Mississippi Department of Human Services, and certainly to our college board for high school equivalency and other training
1: um, how many wind job centers are there in mississippi
4: there are approximately 43 wind job oh, wow, centers I didn't realize yes, there sir. Were so
1: many uh, so the, I, I imagine scattered uh, completely throughout the state
4: uh, yes sir there are a number I, I do have a map that if you'd like
2: I'd like to share with you so you can see them mm-hmm. um, so everybody stare at your radio, yeah, real stare at your hard. radio. We're, we're holding it up for you to see <laughs> uh, sure. it's
4: our job Center locations are separated into four uh, four regions or areas Robert and I represent um, two areas I represent the Mississippi partnership which is a 27 county area Robert represents uh, twin districts and there are two of our counterparts Parts that represent the Delta workforce area and South Central Mississippi works.
1: And so, um, let's let's pretend that you know John Smith is going into the Wind Job Center. Um, when when he goes there, what are the type of things that he would see? I mean, uh, are, are there is there a list of jobs? Are there counselors there that would kind of welcome him in and kind of guide him through the process? What what happens when someone shows up at the center?
5: Well. Uh, that's what they do is, is anyone, anyone that comes in is we do an assessment. You know, they'll see someone at the front desk. Um, some people are job ready is what we call it they, if they've been laid off uh, or they know the type of job they w- they want to look for. So we may just determine, are you registered for work already? And they can register online. Most of our services are provided online. Uh, you go to mdes.ms.gov, and uh, they can see a, a career counselor. If they uh, provide information that uh, you know they maybe are looking to get into training or something like that, and they may sit down and get more information on that.
1: So you say if someone is job-ready and they register, that's um, sort of putting their name in the hat, letting potential employers know that they are looking for a job?
5: Right. Well, they can, they can, if they're job-ready, and say they're registered, because a lot of people come in and already ha- uh, are familiar with our services, of course. Uh, but if they're not, we'll, we'll uh, kind of guide them through how, they navigate through our system and through our database, and they can search. All, you know, they can search it through a home computer, of course. But then we have our mobile app, MS Works, uh, and they can get uh, the same information from their from their phone.
1: So. On uh, Money Talks today, we're talking to Daphne James and Robert Freeman about the work of the Wynn Job Centers. If you have a question uh, or if you have a personal finance question, you can call us this morning. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can email the show. It's money at mpbonline.org. So I, I imagine there are a number of different types of jobs, but could you give us maybe an example of, of some of the types? of jobs that uh that are uh available at the at the at the job centers.
4: Okay, as far as jobs that are available, they do vary certainly uh throughout regions um in in my region in the Mississippi partnership, we have um a number of jobs or or even a type of sector strategy of, of sorts, where we concentrate on health care jobs um, or employers concentrate on health care. Uh, we're fortunate to have Toyota within my region, as well as Yokohama Tire, uh, and
3: uh, a number of aeronautical companies. So which um, area of the state is producing the most jobs right now?
4: I'd say Roberts area yeah. is probably producing the most yeah. jobs. And that's where go, Give us
5: uh, My specifics. area is pretty much like the southeast Cornwall. it's 24 county area from around uh, Kemper County down to the coast so of course when you think of the people think of the coast they think of Ingall shipbuilding and of course we have uh, refinery we have Chevron and a lot of other manufacturing uh, and hospitality jobs but uh, the the manufacturing and the in the shipbuilding uh, uh, Jobs, Those are the ones that are going to be the most prevalent. And, of course, I have the Pine Belt area, which is the Hattiesburg-Loyal area, and there's advanced manufacturing in that area as well, and then on up to Meridian and uh, Forest in those areas.
4: But then, of course, there's Toyota, and Toyota is about to do some major hiring right now um, in in my area in the – the Tupelo Blue Springs area. They're about to hire some 400 um, folks. Wow, that's really good news. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think uh, on this morning, our, our news program, the Mississippi Edition, I believe that we talked about, is it an expansion in Toyota? I, yes. I, okay. as,
4: as I understand it, yes, sir, it is. I've seen a number of, we have a meeting actually scheduled today to uh, kind of put our heads together and try to come up with a, a plan of action, and um, they're using a company, Resource Manufacturing, uh, to enlisted uh, candidates, and we're going to help them with that, to gain those 400 folks, because certainly uh, our purpose is to to help Mississippians to get jobs, and and, and that's our goal, whether it be through um, other agencies where we can refer them, refer an individual to services that they might need, or if it's something that we can direct them to ourselves, because we also recommend a number of other websites, uh, USA Jobs, and a number of others to help.
1: And by the way, uh, my hypothetical John, his his uh, his wife Jane Smith went winning, so I didn't want to be you know okay. too, too gender specific. There, exactly. John and Jane Doe will say, "Hey, uh, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we will continue visiting with our guests on Money Talks today. It's Daphne James and Robert Freeman from the Wynn Job Center. Ryder and Nancy are here to take your personal finance questions as well. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be back with more of the program after this. To money talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lottry Janderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We're learning today about the work of the Wind Job Center, and our guests are Daphne James and Robert Freeman uh, from the Wind Job Center. The phone number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can always email the show Money at MPBonline.org. So if you are a job Seeker or maybe know someone in your family or friends that are looking for work uh, and want to know more about what the Wind Job Center can do to help them. Give us a call and as always, any personal finance questions that you have, Nancy and Ryder will help you with that um, so uh, Daphne, I thought that was interesting the, before the break you mentioned that um, and it makes sense though that sort of the the services in each of the sectors are are somewhat tailored to the type of employment type of uh, jobs that someone would find in that area.
4: well, the services are the same, no matter where you go, which wind center you go into or even online but what what you find is is that certain areas of the state are looking for more, like Robert said, hospitality there on the coast. He's looking more for somebody in the hospitality area or in, in in my area, again, we have a major manufacturer, uh, Olin Winchester, uh, and they're having a job fair. What I find is that um, employers sometimes, instead of having a generalized job fair that's covered by the governor's job fair
3: network, they might be looking for specific skill sets. So that brings me to what are the skill sets that are most in demand right now? Okay, again,
4: um healthcare,
3: advanced manufacturing, um and even
4: to where um uh say an, say an individual might have something in technology. Right. All of those areas are, are big right so, now. So um, are these areas that require uh, an advanced degree? Not necessarily. No, ma'am. What what we're finding is that the community colleges fit the bill, that they are able to train individuals, either short-term or long-term training, and provide a, a credential, yes, uh, whether it be a certificate or even an associate's degree of some sort, to help them. And also, we kind of marry the piece where they do some either an internship or an apprenticeship, Or um, uh, some type of on online, like
3: on-site training, hands-on. So, if you have somebody coming in and let's say they've been unemployed for a while, can you look at your region and say this is what's being demanded, and these are the types of credentials that you need? In yes, order and yes, point ma'am. them to how to get that yes we are we are able to refer them to the community colleges or
4: even a four-year institution to help them with finding the skills to gain the jobs that are up and coming and one of the one of the interesting things um, we u- utilize in out of Mississippi state and uh, for each one of the jobs we're able to see the potential that's years ahead to a forecast what's needed what trends are there to help folks when they're looking for work.
2: Um, so, do, do y'all keep data on what sort of individuals are coming in, and you know if they were if they had a job before, or if they had been unemployed for a while before? What what sort of people are coming in, and is that changing uh, over the years? Yeah,
4: thankfully we have all kinds of data. Uh, we have a labor market area, a labor market information group at a with our agency, and then of course we we utilize Inspark. They do a lot of data gathering for us, so that we're able to to know who the folks are that are coming in, and then the potential that there's out there, and the jobs that they're finding. So we're, we're very thankful for that. It's it's been a wonderful partnership, and and it helps us to to know region to region what's out there for folks, so that and, and we're starting earlier, starting earlier in in the in the school system to um, especially. And I, well, I know in my area we are starting much earlier with the community colleges and the school system to help uh, younger uh, minds to develop and to, to determine where it is they want to go. So they have the knowledge to be able to gain the jobs that are coming.
5: Well, I think we've heard all of us here have heard about the the trend over the years have gone, you know, so many people were pushed into getting a four-year degree. And so we're really, like, we partner with Ingalls a lot. They have a, well, really there's a nationwide shortage for, uh, uh, trades such as welding structural fitting and so um and not everyone as we realize uh are or they're not college material.
3: And so some of those trades jobs pay very well. Yes they
5: do. Yes well, they much do. better yeah. than
3: some people with four-year degrees in mm-hmm. their jobs.
5: Exactly. I mean you I mean uh literally six figures you'll you'll get some that uh um, you know up to the $100,000 range with with you know overtime things like that but there's such a shortage uh and, I, and I'm helping Engels out here, like <laughs> structural fitters, they cannot find them. So, and that's where, like we were saying earlier, in, in our different regions, um, like where I am on the coast, and that they'll partner and will partner with the community colleges. And so they'll have training. Programs specifically designed for those areas of need, and so, and then we try to, you know, find candidates. As people come in, and they say, "I'm interested in this," or "I've never done this before." Uh, I hear that this pays this, and we try to, you know, determine: Is would you be a good candidate for this? And then we'll try to get them into that training, uh, and really puts them on a career path um, where they can find a good, uh, a good paying job. You know, and on, on and,
4: that. Excuse me. On that note, again. though, the career career pathways are. T- tailored or are, are utilized along with the education system
3: right as now, well as folks would try here's who are my retrain. question uh, also is are there areas of the state that are basically job deserts that there's just very few opportunities for folks there
5: I, I wouldn't
4: say I wouldn't say there are job I'm deserts it as a job desert. no
5: uh, <laughs> there obviously uh, when I think of that uh, you do of course you think of the uh, Areas of the state that are a little bit lower population, the delta comes to mind, uh, uh, and of course that's a lot of that's rural, large rural areas. So of course uh, the jobs are going to be fewer in those areas, and so it becomes a little more difficult to try to. Determine, you know, where is there how much travel is going to be involved for you to get to a job? Would relocation be required? That type of thing. So uh, I I don't know. I would describe it as a job desert, but
4: but (laughs) even in even in areas where there are not where there are fewer numbers of jobs, the skill base is the same. We want we want to have folks be um, trained to do other types of jobs to, to be able to broaden their horizons um, and, and again, we do, we work with a number of other agencies in order to get folks trained uh, so, but even in, even if you say um, one area has more jobs than the other, you need to train the folks for the jobs that are there or give them, equip them to be able to, to either relocate or give them the resources they need the transportation to get to, transportation and child care are paramount as far as folks, You know, no matter where you are you got to have those two things in order to to get and keep a job. So we, we're, we're trying to equip our folks put them on the correct career, career path in order to gain to be gainfully employed so that they can benefit their families. And if you have a, a generational approach of sorts to where um, say you have a, a family of two or three or four even or you have generations within the same household, if you're able to help even one person in that household, whether it be the primary breadwinner or whether it be you know another relative, I think we're, we're benefiting
3: well, house. and the difference these days is we don't have those generations to offer support for young families. There's so many young families that they're on their own to try mm-hmm. to sort through childcare and uh, transportation issues. If you do have uh, grandparents and siblings around who can... Uh, step into the gap, it does help you. Yeah, but there are a number of different agencies that can assist with, with, with child care and even
4: transportation needs. What we're finding is um, uh, we try to address whatever barriers there are to someone finding a job. But whether, whether it's the Mississippi Department of Employment Security that has the resources and means to assist them, or whether we need to refer an individual to one of our partnering agencies, uh, we're, we're more than happy to do that so that we can help them get in, in touch with the folks that they need. It, it's about resources. It's about shared resources to the benefit of the job seeker. And, of course, once you've assisted the job seeker, you help their families, you help that employer because they, they've got a certain skill set that they need. They've got a product that they want to produce. So, um, again, it, it's about taking the resources you have and being knowledgeable. I always tell my folks that they need to be knowledgeable about whatever is available in their area. If it's something outside their area, they need to investigate those things, too.
1: We're visiting with Daphne James and Robert Freeman from the Wind Job Centre on Money Talks this morning and we've got some open phone lines for questions about the work of the Wind Job Centre or personal finance. The number is 1877 MPB ring. It's 877 672 7464. On the line with us first is Diane from Braxton. Diane, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
6: Uh, Thank you. My question is concerning uh, management fees of a portfolio. Uh, Right now I'm paying 1% of a little over $300,000. Is that reasonable?
2: Um, I would say yes. Uh, It also kind of depends on what sort of services you're getting for that. Um, 1% is... Kind of classically the low end of what a lot of management fees are right now, especially for a portfolio that size. Um, So, I think you're not being taken advantage of probably uh, but it also matters you know what you're getting for that uh, if if for that you're just getting maybe a couple of trades are being placed a year and you can't talk to your advisor that's that's not a good deal uh, if you feel you need more services or have more questions for your advisor that aren't being addressed then kind of whatever you're paying is is a little too much but if um, if your kind of financial planning needs are being addressed your cash flow needs are being addressed and your portfolio your you're still comfortable with your portfolio, and your advisor is helping you understand your portfolio. Uh, then that's it. you're you're getting a, a a pretty good
1: deal.
6: Okay, thank you very much.
1: Thanks for the call, Diane. Let's move on next. We've got uh, Kathy, who's on the road, wants to share an experience with us. Go ahead, Kathy.
7: Hi. Good morning. Good Go ahead. morning. Good morning morning. I just wanted to speak on the experience with the wind Center. Uh, like, I have one daughter. She's my oldest one. She's 30 years old now. But she never could figure out what niche, what, what she wanted to get a trade in. She really kind of thought about going off to school, but she really didn't want to do that. So she was able to go to the wind Center, and they had a program where they uh, gave her a scholarship to go uh, for, uh, to get her CDL, truck driving school. And that's what she did, and that she's 30 years old, but that's been the best job that she's ever had over her whole lifespan, and she loves it. So I just wanted to give kudos to the Wind Center for that. And just also the comment, there's a lot of people like in areas like where I live, they may go, uh, the Wind Center may have a program where they can go through and they can go to the community college like Colleen and, and take the welding program. But the problem is after they finish, it there's nowhere close by for them to go so I just wish the gap between them getting that um, that certification with welding and being put in a job where they're able to get to wherever it is I just wish that gap was more
0: close
1: all right, uh, Kathy, thanks for your call. Thank you, Kathy. Um, yeah. But I guess, that, you know, in that situation, at least you've given the person that skill, and if it need be, they can't find and they do need to relocate. They still are armed with that ability uh, to get maybe a, a better paying job or a, or a good job. And I was going to just add, because she called it a scholarship, just in case
5: anyone's listening, if they go in and are interested in, in uh, getting information on training, and those are called uh, individual training accounts, um, and they're, they're offered uh, throughout the state. Um, mm-hmm. And so they can. Um, either go online or it's best actually to contact their nearest WendJob Center and ask to speak with a representative uh, about an individual training account. And
4: they're also also on-the-job training opportunities where an employer uh, can have an individual come in and then uh, we can help to supplement the cost. And again, there are other agencies who have uh, Department of Rehab Services has a number of different programs that can assist with uh, individuals that have certain barriers with with, um with getting jobs or getting transportation to go back and forth to work. Uh, also, the Department of Rehab, excuse me, Department of Human Services uh, offers stipends to help with, say, the cost of a uniform or work boots or even transportation to help people to, once they, once they find a job. But we do a lot of career counseling and um, job referrals to help individuals to get, to get the employment that they need and put them in touch with, again, the resources.
3: Well, and I love that she has a daughter who's going to be a truck driver. You know, we don't have to stay in these uh, traditional careers traditional careers and you know there's a huge demand for truck drivers they are begging for drivers right now drivers are aging out and it's mm-hmm. a real problem and it's a good paying job uh, and uh, it's a job where you're not um, attached to one particular geographic area and there's there's another in in
4: within my area I do cover a 27 county area but I go from Attala County as as far south as I go and I go, the north to, to South Haven or to DeSoto County, right at Memphis. Uh, that's the hub of distribution uh, with all the different you know companies and their warehouses. So there, there is a uh, distribution academy that one of the community colleges is starting to help folks to learn the skills to, to not only be truck drivers in transportation but also distribution within the warehouses so they know how to utilize the, the latest, greatest technology in moving products and services uh, interstate and, and out of the state.
3: Well, the other thing that we have to deal with here in Mississippi is the price of gasoline Mm -hmm. because we have so many of our folks who live in rural areas and they have to drive to go to work. Mm -hmm. Or if they are a tradesperson, they're going to be driving to the jobs. And so when we start to see the price of gasoline go up, that really does crimp our paychecks.
1: Okay. Uh, let's take another quick break. When we get back, we'll continue visiting with our guests today from the Wind Job Center. We're visiting with Daphne James and Robert Freeman. Also looking for any personal finance questions that you have for us. And again, the phone lines are open. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 We'll be back with more after this. Talks on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Nancy lotridge Janderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft is Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We're visiting today with Daphne James and Robert Freeman. They're from the Wind Job Center, and so we've been talking about the work that the Wind Job Center does and also uh, looking for your personal finance questions. Uh, before the break, Kathy called in and had a great story about how her daughter benefited from, uh, from uh, working with the Wind Job Center to get a job as a trucker, but she also said uh, that at first her daughter really didn't know sort of what way her career wanted to go. What was her interest? What would be her, her job? And and I, I think if I'm correct, if someone comes in maybe, say, fresh out of high school and, and is in the same situation, aren't there some things that you can do to help them maybe figure out what might be their best career path?
5: Well, one thing we can do, especially someone, if we're going to use your example, someone out of high school, obviously they don't have a lot of work experience. Uh, and if they want to just try to uh, you know look at different Different career paths, one thing we might do is put them together with a, a training provider. We can uh, be at a community college or something that they're the local providing training and they can go through and, and um, actually take a visit and maybe like a tour and see the different types of trades, different types of uh, uh, careers that would be available and then what you know what maybe would interest them what do they have an interest in so
4: and through the community college through the community colleges, they offer uh, skills assessments mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes uh, to help either young individuals or even career changers to determine what type of skill they they're interested in and where their aptitudes lie and we do much the same um, we'll let them look at when when our jobs are the jobs that are listed on our website um, they tell you you're able to determine the amount of education that's needed the amount of skill, experience and a, a rough average of how much that individual would make and earning potential for them uh, and then it also um, tells you the kind of skills that are needed in order to be able to do that job yeah. so uh, if someone doesn't know then certainly our counselors will sit down with them and if they're right out of right out of um, say high school then mm-hmm. if there are uh, if there are monies available through the individual training accounts uh, that we can provide or if they're of a certain you know if certain individuals might qualify for benefits from the Department of Human Services even or from rehab services in order to gain training so again it, it pays to be knowledgeable about what's available, where and when, and and, and the steps to give them to tell them, you know, we can refer you to this agency and then let them follow through and, and of course, keep in contact with them.
1: Got some phone calls to get to. We start again in uh, Columbus. Elizabeth has called in today. Good morning, Elizabeth. Go ahead, please.
6: Good morning. So I know going back to school for a lot of people, the financial burden can be a little daunting. Um, I am a member of Philanthropic Education Organization. We have chapters all over the state. We're an organization that focuses on providing uh, that financial support for women continuing or going back to school. We have a lot of scholarships available in different areas. Um, Everything from a low interest rate loan to um, international scholarships or scholarships for international women, Um, need-based scholarships for older ladies that – have had at least 24 months break in, in their education and 24 months within completion of their course. So a lot of those trade programs are less than two years, so that would be perfect for those trade programs and uh, merit-based ones for doctoral level even and then for high school seniors as well. So it's a great opportunity for women that not a lot of people actually know about. Uh, all the information can be found at peointernational.org.
1: Uh, PEO International, is that what you said?
6: PEOInternational.org.
1: All right. Very good. Thanks for the call. Let's uh, move on. Next, we've got uh, Frank in Jackson. Good morning, Frank. You're on the air.
8: Hey, how you doing today? How you doing? Good.
1: Good morning, Frank. Good morning.
8: Uh, Mississippi is real big on saying we have this, that, and the other. We have uh, good quality uh, preschool, uh, pre-kindergarten, pre-K but they only allocate money for 3% of the population. We offer TANF, but they refuse 98% of the people who apply. I was an employer uh, and I got people from Wynn. And uh, I have found that depending on who your counselor is, a person may or may not know about any of the services that have been offered or talked about here today. Work boots. Work boots are always something. I was in construction. None of my people knew that they could get assistance for work boots. I just went to your website, put in work boots, put in obstacles to employment. Nothing comes up. So what is the deal here? Is this this information cubbyholed away in an individual's mind, or do you publicize it?
4: Sir, um, the work boots, portion of the example that I gave. Those come through the Mississippi Department of Human Services.
8: Well, that's not the point. The point is that you know about the service. You just told me where to get the service. But you're not telling anybody on your website. And I sent people to Wynn, and they never got any information about workbook assistance or uh, uh, um, obstacles to work assistance. Again, my, my experience, the people at Wynn are very selective about information they hand out. Now, I know you can't say anything about it. I don't know you, you don't know me, but I'm just putting it on the table. People in Mississippi are not stupid. But particularly the black folks. So, uh, again, Mississippi overpromises, underdelivers. You know, we've got national reputation for pre-K for 3% of the population. We refuse 98% of the people on TANF. I know you have nothing to do with that, but I'm just letting the rest of the listeners know what the deal is. And people are getting wise to this. That's all I got to say. Thank you.
2: Uh, thank you for your call, Frank. I think you raised a really good point. Uh, two, two really good points. So let me see if I can address them. One about how your illustration of you know we say we have great uh, preschool, but it's only for three percent of the population. You know, a lot of the times, I mean that that's a thing. It, you're right. In the state is that you know we may actually have a good program for this, that, or the other, but we only have it available for, in certain areas, or we don't have the funding to make it universally available. Um, so that's a. I mean that's a good Good general point about Mississippi, and that, and and that we we tend not to fund things as fully as we could, um, and so that really limits the availability to people. And then to your second point um, about, you know, something like work boots, something, you know, somebody at the wind Job Center you know d- doesn't tell an applicant, you know, hey, we can help you out with the work boots or someone can help you out with the work boots. You know, there are, I don't know how many different state agencies there are. And I mean, like she said, there's 43 different wind Job Centers. And that means, and even if everyone has, you know, 10 folks working, that's a lot of different people. And there is a ton of information out there. And we just had a Call from somebody who uh, PEO International offering uh, very specific uh, uh, education funding for women who have been out of you know ver- in various situations. I mean that's probably like the thousandth uh, education funding person who's called into the show in the past year. I mean there are so many of these, and even someone like me who hears about these things all the time. If somebody came up to me. And said, oh, hey, I'm thinking about going back to school. I might not think of PEO International. I might not think of the Get to College program. I might not think of the uh, Compete to Complete pro- We had a whole program complete on this. Compete. Complete to Compete. <laughs> yes. I mean, there are just so many programs. And, I mean, you know, you could search um, – Scholarships for women uh, returning to college in Mississippi, a very specific thing. And I bet you'd get a million hits on Google. And I bet there'd be about a thousand different places you could look for information. And so, I mean, that's just, you know, limits of human ability, partly. But that's a very good point in that there are a ton of different services available. But because they can be so hard to find, um, the, the onus is... Uh, it, it puts the onus on the person looking for a job um, you know if somebody wants to work for you in construction um, but they see they have a barrier Uh, you know, uh, there could be a ton of barriers. They mentioned earlier, traveling to a new job, you know, relocating, um, uh, childcare services, uh, certifications, uh, like you said, work boots. I mean, there's even, you know, federal tax credits for things like this. There's programs all over the country, all over the state, public, private, nonprofit, all sorts of things. There's neighbors willing to help you out, but that's not necessarily available. You know, my neighbor may be willing to lend me a cup of sugar after the grocery store closes, but if i don't know to go and ask them i'm not going to get that cup of sugar um so there's a ton of things out there and it really kind of puts the onus on that person who's trying to work for your construction company you know they have to say what's my next barrier and it's tedious uh but i guess that's kind of the only way because we just don't have a universal mind here that we can ask uh, we
1: need to take one final break. I would also say, too, that um, based on Frank's call, if you're trying to access some of the services at the Wind Job Center, don't be afraid to ask for something, because if you all can't provide it, you can say no. But they might be surprised and say, yes, we can help you out with that. OK, we'll be back to wrap up the show uh, right after this. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft is Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We've been learning about the services provided by the Wynn Job Center today with our guests, Daphne James and Robert Freeman. About 10 minutes left in the show, still time to work in a phone call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can always email the show money at MPB. Online.org. Daphne, at the top of the show, that you mentioned uh, some um, some services, especially for veterans. If you would tell us a little bit about that, please.
4: Okay. Um- as an agency, we offer priority services, which means that um, our veterans are served first. Uh, one of the things that we offer is when a job order is listed for the first 24 hours, it's only visible by a vet, um, and it would have to be someone who self-identifies himself as a veteran. Um, we do have um, representatives in the offices that uh, work directly with vets that assist them with um, helping with barriers and to get to getting jobs. What we what what, what what I find is that... Um with the number of veterans that are are serving in our in our military, certainly we honor those. Uh, all that honor is due to them. So what we try to do is to tailor um, efforts and, and activities to to help them to find work uh, and to also again be knowledgeable about services and resources that are available to help with the homeless vet population, to assist with resources and means training. Oftentimes there's um um. Uh, Dollars available uh, to veterans to help them to to get retrained to go to school to earn a skill, uh, especially those that are coming back after having served. Um, uh, one of the one of the major um, obstacles to finding work and getting reacclimated into services is the fact that you know some some vets go in very early and they haven't gained necessarily the training, haven't had the the formalized training. So um, the community colleges uh, often times offer uh, free classes to veterans. Um, to get them the skills and the training that they need. And they're, um, in, in, my, in my area, in the 27-county area, the Mississippi Partnership, uh, we've got a number of um, bases. Well, the, uh, the Columbus Air Force Base is, is situated in my area. And so there are a number of resources that are available not only for veterans but for their families uh, to gain uh, job placement assistance as well as other resources.
1: And I'm wondering, you know, we've talked about possibly someone just entering the workforce. We've talked about someone that, that might be unemployed, maybe laid off of a job or whatever. But also I'm wondering if there are services geared towards someone who might have a job but either is trying to advance to a higher position in that same profession or perhaps is working a minimum wage job to help, you know, their daily expenses or whatever, but ex- ex- aspires to something a little bit more maybe career oriented. Are those are, are there services available for those types of uh, jobs? Seekers.
4: Certainly. Um, in, in the community college system, um, there's a number of different uh, programs to help individuals, and even with, even with, say, our agency, if someone would aspire to have an individual training account to help them with going back to school to uh, pursue um, either a higher level of education or to get another training or credential.
1: And what about uh, this one is especially interesting to me because I'm fitting in that group, unfortunately, The uh, those of us over age 55. Uh, and I'm thinking about this. You know, if if I were to retire, um, I'm, I'm not qualifying for Social Security yet, so I would have to kind of find something kind of to tide me over to that. Uh, is, there, is there help for those of us that maybe uh, are looking for sort of a second job once they retire from their primary career?
5: Well, I mean, the, typically what we're going to do, we don't – necessarily look at that as like, because you fall in this age group, if you're looking for uh, a job, whether it be part-time or full-time, we just normally suggest, you know, you look through our database, and we can try to help you find something um, that's to your liking, something you may be interested in, to fill that gap.
1: Also, the other interesting thing, I think, though, too, is it's sort of... A, a, a wide range of games if, if, if for instance i just want to come in and, and browse the job listings i could do that but in if i needed to come in there and wanted to to, uh, uh, to take more fully of some of the other services so it's sort of like you know self-serve all the way up to full serve and you're kind of meeting trying to meet the needs of, of everybody along that spectrum
5: exactly i mean we do have um a okay, one thing we do promote a lot of courses are most of our services are provided online uh, in the, through our website and, of course, like I said, the mobile app because uh, you don't necessarily have to visit the WIND Job Center. If you're not in an area that you're close to a WIND Center, that's what we suggest you can uh, uh, look through our, our database. And as, as Daphne mentioned earlier, um, especially um, when, you're, when you are when you're complete your registration or doing your job search, the more information you put into the system, the more uh, uh, closely you're, you're – um, I'm looking for a word. Your skills. Your the, skills more you can... set, the more skills you put in, uh, it really narrows your search to what you're looking for. So if, in, uh, for example, if you're a welder, but you are a certain type of welder and you use certain types of welding machines, if you put that information into the system, it's going to uh, uh, narrow uh, the search and make you uh, more closely related to a job that you're searching for.
4: Our website provides an integrated uh, gap analysis. And what is that website? Oh, It's mdes.ms.gov. GOV. Um, and it, it allows, and it's, it's Mississippi Works, um, and it allows an individual to put in, again, as Robert was saying, the skills and the, the technology and the tools that they've used and
3: match it with the different jobs. Would you tell our uh, listeners one more time that website, because I know they'll be very interested to go and do all Certainly. the things that you're talking about. Certainly. I'd be happy to. Uh, it's mdes.ms.gov. Great. We always have those long names with those uh, Mississippi State websites. Um, my other question now is, uh, has to do with the overall employment climate. We can look at national average. We have a very low unemployment rate at 4.1%. We have uh, low numbers of uh, first-time um, jobs claims. So all of that looks good nationally, but what is the lay of the land here in Mississippi?
5: Well, there are still, like I say, like I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, with Ingalls, there is still a, a great need for the trade skills. Even though the unemployment rate may be low at this time, there's still a lot of open. So what is
3: our unemployment rate here in Mississippi? Do we know that? Uh, it's four point, is it?
5: Uh, I don't know that right offhand. I should know that, have it in front of me, but um, I don't know that right now. But it's, it, like I said, there's, there are many jobs available. Uh, and openings available, and and employers, large employers, Ingalls, Chevron, that are searching for uh, uh, specific trades. All
1: right. uh, We've run out of time, so that's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from our listeners. If you need to hear today's show or previous show, one way to find it is to go to mpbonline.org slash talks. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener was Java Chapman. So for Nancy lottridge Janderson, Ryder Taff, and our guests, Daphne James and Robert Freeman, I'm Kevin Farrell. Up next, stay tuned. It's In Legal Terms, and we'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio.